Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As of right now, we are at war. How desperate you call on such lost creatures to defend you. How desperate am I? You threaten my world with war. You steal a force you can't hope to control. You talk about peace and you kill because it's fun. You have made me very desperate. You might not be glad that you did. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if they can become something more. Welcome to a collaboration of Fury's Finest and On This Protocol. My name is Jesse Aiken, and you're joining us here on Fury's Finest. And I am Charles, also known as Omnis, ready to dive into the Hellfire Club. That's right. Part two, we are Hellfire Clubbing. <laughs> We're trying to figure this out. It took a route we didn't necessarily it's plan. Birthday. That's where I was going with that. There it is. There very it is. 2000s. Just totally dated myself. Definitely aged us, Charles. 2000s is very <laughs> strong here. <laughs> you know? And well, uh, keep in mind, that was like 20 years ago, too. So that's, <laughs> Yes. Yes, so it was. Let's, let's make that it clear. Was, it was like right as I... I think it was right as I basically moved to Seattle or something like that. But, okay. Um, yeah. You know, you're know. the musician. I, I trust your judgment. <laughs> 20 speaking, years <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of trusting people's judgment. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I straight up made a mistake at the beginning of the prior episode. We edited it. Um, and so uh, basically I think maybe like the third, first like 300 people who downloaded it on my side and maybe mm-hmm. like the first 50 or something who downloaded it on your side. I broke the leadership into two parts and this is 100% on me. There's no, there's no question about how it works. I just was actively trying to avoid reading too much of other people's thoughts on Hellfire Club before the episode. I wanted to specifically go into this really fresh and Mm. without too many people's thoughts and opinions, like shifting mine. I I wanted to just like explore this with you, Jesse. And um, and the problem was, is that made it so I didn't look at things closely enough. And I thought from the bits and pieces that I picked up that I had the leadership correct and I did not. And it – it is just one thing that happens. You're not choosing between A or B. A and B happen, and 
And um, I just want to make sure that's clear. And if at any okay. point during the episode, listeners, if it, it sounds like we're a little off, I think, you know, we were at a little bit while while doing the episode. But for the most part, I think all everything else that we said about which characters and yeah, yeah. It all it all works. Well, and all those characters get better too, right? With yes. that in mind, like it, it's like because now what you're saying, Charles, if I'm if I'm clear on this and clear for the listener, it's like either the positives are happening for everyone other than Emma, or it's like some sort of or the negatives that are happening to those allies, and then they're positives for ne- Emma, or most likely is some combination of the two. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's just to be clear, listeners, what'll happen is. Everyone who's on a secure or everyone who is holding an extract yep. gains a power and heals a damage. Also, at that same time, everyone who is not on a secure, not holding an objective, takes one damage um, and loses a power. And then Emma will gain that much power and may heal for that amount. Right. Emma doesn't get, ever get the benefit of just standing on a point and getting extra power. That part doesn't apply to her. But – we just wanted to be super clear on how that works because, you know, obviously so a couple of people listen to us and we would rather not spread negative information. And But I was curious, Jesse, did you, did you, did I just, was I just so confident that you just rolled with me or did you think that was the way that it worked? You were so confident I just rolled with you because okay. I, I, I'd read it several <laughs> times before that. And I, I was thinking similar to you. I was thinking, well, my first thought is both these happen, but then my second thought is, it seems like it could be an either or and MCP is very complex like that sometimes, right? Where, where yeah. some cards seem a certain way, you know, I'm thinking like eye in the sky with Helios or something like that. And then you really dig into it and go to the rules forums and all that. <laughs> and, and you learn there's more moving parts than you maybe even thought. And it's, it's good to brush up on that stuff. So it's good to catch all this. And, you know, once again, M is not even in our hands yet. <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah. it's, so it's like, this is all just our first take and uh, very real world stuff. So yeah, I appreciate you clarifying that, Charles, for everybody. It's very helpful to me. No problem. Yeah. And so I, I, I still think we have a great episode for everyone. I think there's still a lot of really interesting content in there. Just, you know, kind of have right. the leadership correct. And I'm going to be a little more careful in the future if we try to do one of these and it's a new card and I haven't looked at it that much, especially okay. one this complicated. That'll be my pledge to to everyone. And I really thought I was doing the right thing by not absorbing all of the forum information before the episode <laughs> it backfired a little bit. Yeah. But then the other way, it really helped us be as creative as we got to on this part one and now we're starting part two right now and like we're diving into this crazy roster so i think we should just like dive into this and embrace the creativity and the weirdness that we've established in part one and just go from here 100 percent. all right jesse so why don't you why don't you lead us in where are we gonna start being devil's advocate right up front i think we have an amazing idea going here that's gonna be super fun but if this idea doesn't pan out i think still all the stuff we talked about even before we got to the ulik spot and even just the ulik spot I think can stay. What do you think, Charles? Or it's like, let's say the Electra thing doesn't work out. I think everything we talked about is viable for your build of Hellfire Club, especially because it's just our first iteration. Yeah. I mean, my instinct is to say that if you don't want to go the Electra Ulic direction, you, like, you could end up with totally different crisis cards and everything changes. So I'm not sure it's a simple swap. Yeah, no, I just mean more like the characters we talked about and like the all rounders and I mean, I still think we're dumping a power. We're probably like we're still probably filling out the rest of the roster with other characters. So it's this is certainly not gonna be like you do the Electra Ulic thing one hundred percent of the time. 
right? Right. You could still flat, like, there are still plenty of slots to do these other cool things that the roster can do, but this is a cool option that maybe, maybe 50, maybe 60% of the time you could do this Electro Ulic thing. That's kind of what I'm thinking going in. I'm excited about yeah. it. Yeah. So with that, we're in part two now. If you haven't heard part one, definitely stop and listen to part one right now of this episode of us digging into Hellfire Club on both of our feeds. So normally I'm all with you on the like, do part one first, right? But we broke it kind of an interesting point this time. That's true. That I think you could pick up from part two. And then, because basically what we just did in the part one was we figured out our direction. We talked through a bunch of characters, a bunch of synergies, and that led us to this. And now we're going to try to like build a roster in an hour. And I think that like... I think you could totally listen to this and not listen to the first one or listen to this one and then go back and hear how we got to this. No, absolutely. Yeah, I can see that too. And I don't think that is applied. I also think part one is going to be a cool resource going forward for us Mm -hmm. to look back at it and also for the community just to like think about different characters in this affiliation and try them out. Because there's a lot of characters we certainly mentioned that I think are viable, fun, and potentially strong. That we're just not going to have time to get to today, especially with this direction of the roster. So if you haven't heard that part one and those characters, maybe some write some of those down, try them out. Let us know what you think about those because we're certainly have to, about to have to cut a decent amount oh, of them, Charles. a lot. My list is long <laughs> and it needs to be much shorter, Jesse. Yes. Uh, same here. So getting into this idea of pursuing what we talked about last episode at the very end, which is enabling a character like Ulick with Electra, with her grunts, enabling a character like Electra with Emma's leadership, we've decided to start with extracts. And, you know, it goes without said, and I said this in the bonus episode, but not everyone's, of course, a patron member, but it's like, we're probably going to lean wide extracts, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, can I just, Wide-ish. Can I throw one thing at you real quick while we're, while we're okay. on this topic? I'm leaning Electra, right? But I think if someone doesn't like Electra or they're not excited to play Electra and they just think she's bad... I think you could play Daredevil in this slot, right? You still Definitely. you still get Definitely. the ninjas, and you're just like instead of having a slightly more offensive piece, you have someone who can create ninjas who's an extract grabber, who's like he will hold extracts and be kind of a tanky, stealthy character, and that's cool, right? And I think that's probably yeah. still works. So if you didn't want to do Electra and you think Electra's a little too far out there, but just bear with us. Jesse and I are not snowflakes. Okay. <laughs> we legitimately think this might be a place where Electro works. And we're yeah, willing to be wrong, finally. but we're not we're not the people who are just trying to play the weird off meta thing. We think there's something here. And that's what excited us. But I think you could play Daredevil in that spot. Yeah, and I think we mentioned that at the end of the last episode and, and the behind the scenes like content as well, where it's just like I think Daredevil is the safer pick because he's a tanky character, like you Mm -hmm. said, that can hold extracts on secures and still gives you the grunts. But there's a lot more interesting things that can happen with Electra, especially if you're willing to put in some time with this list, which I think both you and I are. So I think that's the direction we're going to go. Okay. And with that Electra in mind and this sort of leaning towards wider extracts to get more value out of leadership – what are some ones that just immediately stand out to you, Charles? I'm going to tell you, immediately stand out to me is not an option is senators. Let's not do that. Well, I mean, senators is not one I was ready to cross off the list. It's got some things that could be good for us, but I'm 
probably putting in a spot early on that it might not be worth it out of all these extracts we have potentially to choose from. But I'm willing to hear your argument on uh, why it should stay on the list. I, I was just saying it does fit into the design that a grunt could walk up, grab it in a single movement, or I guess the single movement doesn't matter, but can grab it. Or yeah, it does. The single movement does matter because you need to be able to get there in a single move, which the grunts can do, and then immediately give it to Ulick. And I believe the range yeah. is there. That yeah, it has to be there because the medium move is less than eh, it's close. But either way, I believe that movement is all there, and could hand it off to Ulick so that Ulick could potentially have the charge online right away, or the rock and troll, and the rock and troll goes far enough that he could be attacking people that picked up opposing senators. The problem there is with the rock and trolls, he'd have to drop the senator oh, before he does the rock and troll. Right. So yeah, rock control does not allow you to do it with it. So we've got to be leaning towards the. Uh, forgot about that part. Oh, he, we've got we got to be leaning towards the leap. Yeah, and the problem with senators in particular, maybe not so bad on our Emmas and stuff like that, but obviously it just limits your movement a lot. And I don't love that with Ulick in particular. If we're wanting to enable him, because he is he is this sort of aggro juggernaut. That's what I've been calling him. Yeah. Um, shorthand. I don't know. That's that's the first thought where it comes out for me. But I mean, I'm willing to not fully mark it off the list. I think there's just more obvious I'm with you. choices. We can cross it off the list. I you 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 okay. sold okay. me on that. So but what's the so cubes works, spiders works, hammers yeah. works, Montessi works. Yeah. And then like scrolls sorta. Like scrolls, scrolls is sorta. the easiest to probably mess up. Like for our paranoia opponents. sorta. Uh, no. Paranoia is they're all on the middle line. Yeah. Um they're the K shape. Yeah, is I think it's I think it's cubes, spiders, hammers, Montessi, and scrolls are the realistic options then. So I think already I was considering cubes and Emma because I think it's interesting. Obviously, it's more mental strain. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of like leadership and and when are the cubes hidden and what are you doing and what times. But I think if you're willing to put in the time, I think just completely removed from ninjas. I think I was already considering this for Emma because I think if you're willing to put in the time, this is a good one. Now we have the ninjas. I think I think cubes is, is a solid potential choice, and we have healing factor characters if we're still choosing some of our healing factor characters that are being crossed off the list. Yeah. And I mean, that just potentially is solid with the kind of characters that we're probably choosing anyway. I would be totally cool with that. Yeah, Bill likes those cubes. Yeah. But spiders potentially seems fine too, because like if we're putting a spider on Ulick, he doesn't care. The only downside is he can't pick up a second one, right? Yeah. I do like the potential of the second ones like stacking. So that would lead me towards hammers, possibly, which I think seems pretty. Yeah. Pretty solid. The plus side of Hammers and Montessi is that they are 18. So if we assume that we lose priority and we want to have an extract plan, I like the math a little bit better of – because if we're playing Emma, Electra, Ulick, right? That's 13. Okay. So that means we're bringing in a 4 at yes. 17, which is fine. But I like the option of having 18s in there. That is three and a two or a five, I think does some interesting things. Yeah. And maybe we could, maybe we could shift it down the road. So I would be totally okay with starting off cubes, hammers, Montessi to like get the ball rolling. And then we could shift one of those if we start feeling like spiders or scrolls fits our plan better down the road. Yeah. And I predict if one shifted, it might be Montessi, but we'll see. 
for sure. Yeah. I mean, but I don't, I don't hate Montessi because like the beams don't really hurt Emma. Right. And like, exactly. the, and Ulix yeah. for Mystic, like it's not great for Electra, but whatever. Like she's, she's probably <laughs> happy if someone's attacking her with a beam that she gets power for and they don't. That's true. So, yeah. um, and I feel like if, and maybe that's just something we keep in mind. So are, uh, so you cool with, uh, moving forward cubes, hammers, Montessi? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, let's talk secures for a minute. Like, did any jump out at you with kind of the direction that we're thinking about? So we talked about the potential in the first episode of Deadly Meteors. And I I like to talk about that right now. I don't know if that's the direction we're going to go, but I definitely think it's worth talking about um, looking at. It's also one of the more underplayed crises in the game right now, uh, the new Meteors. And is that worth it? And it's 17. Energy defense pay to flip a lot of things going on right it just feels like some of the characters we are bringing if we stick with them um i'm thinking of the ones like some of the healing factor characters or bill or things like that so definitely enjoy meteors and the ulic play on meteors is the is one of the main reasons yeah i'm i am not opposed to this even with the fact that rock control makes us drop something like yeah I still think there might be situations where we are willing to, like, this is not going to be common, right? But I think there might still be a situation where we're willing to let the extract go. <sighs> no, I'm going to move past this because I don't think this works because of the way the leadership works. Right. Well, uh, I guess you could, it, it could help Emma grab it. But yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 though, just the math of like, if you're, Using it before, like with someone who's not on a point yet that could potentially go grab the extract, they're going to lose their power. So they would have to be a two power character. So it would probably have to be like Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. But yeah. But anyway, I like meteors. And the main reason is obviously I think it has good synergy for good synergy for Ulic anyway. Yep. Yeah. And it. Is an ex- it is a secure that other people don't like, which means <laughs> yeah. that people are going to be more likely to give us our extracts. Ah, there we go. Yep. I'm fine with that too. Yeah. Because I can see there also being situations where with priority, we choose extracts. Definitely. Matchup dependent and stuff. Um, something worth mentioning with the pay to flips, and this is Daily Meters, it's pay to flip. You know, I don't – this is worth talking about. I don't think it's that relevant, but I, I do think Emma's leadership – it's like pay to flips. You like to leave them, you know, yeah. that's part of the play. I mean, we're X-Men players here. We, we, we <laughs> definitely know this, but with Emma's leadership, you've got to kind of, there will be a little bit of rewiring of your brain where it's like, Oh, well, I, I, I own this meteor, but I'm going to choose to stay here because of the leadership, right? Things like that. So that's the only thing to me that's like actively against the pay to flip route. But other than that, I think this is the best pay to flip for this leadership to try, at least initially. I don't really think any of the other ones speak to me or work really, and you certainly don't want them against teams like X Men. Yeah. So. so the only thing that I would potentially say would have been spider portals, but we don't mm-hmm. want something that moves us off the secure. Right. Right. Especially because Emma, like, I'm thinking about Emma a lot more now too, because like we've got this cool idea going. And we've really leaned into this leadership and we're kind of doing the Dormammu route where it's like, you don't really think about Dormammu, you just think about the leadership. But now we're starting to think about more about Emma. And I really don't like her being displaced a lot because a lot of her abilities and, and influence are all based on her kind of double tapping like a turret and setting up all of her reactive and active superpowers, you know, from, from a good range. 
So I just don't like her being moved either. Um, on top of people like Ulick and stuff, which, you know, you already mentioned it. He doesn't mind being moved, but it's not great. I had a thought. And okay. how do you feel about cosmic invasion? <laughs> we're we're going to keep down this path of least played secures in the game. I like it. I mean, I'm not against it. I, I definitely think it's a blind spot in a lot of us players as as play, because I feel like it's one of the ones we've played the least. Are you thinking... What what are, what are what are your reasons for thinking it as opposed to some others? Because I, I could definitely see some some arguments for it. So my logic here is one: it's another secure that people are not super happy about. Okay, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's also one that we're we're already taught. Like a lot of our characters are very good at threatening those midline D's, like Logan. Yep. You know, uh, the, you just go down the list of characters we talked about in the first episode. There's a lot of pain and suffering. For those midline D's. And 16 is a threat level that people aren't as prepared for. Right. Um, and, and so I just, it, it, I'm not sold 100%, but, uh, it, it's, it's on my mind as something where we might be able to sneak some advantage out where other people aren't as prepared. It's also good for Electra. Yeah. And it's good for Emma too, right? Cause like the power, like, even if she gets pushed off, she gets power for her stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like the way the leadership works too, in conjunction with the power in this is interesting. You might just be willing to lose some health and some power because you just got some power, right? Um, give it to Emma, things like that. So I'm not against it. I think leaning into that D shaped route, which I already was thinking before you and I started recording the first episode. What, how, what are your thoughts on Riot Spark over Extremist 3.0 being a D shape and then having the active ability of being able to heal on top of all the stuff going on with our leadership and more healing. Jesse Extremis is one of the best secures in the game. I mean, I think it's one of the most fun to play. I would be totally cool with us starting with a baseline of meteors, cosmic invasion and extremis. Okay. Um, I think intrusions is kind of interesting. Oh, okay. Let me tell you from experience. I have played against Ulick now a couple times on intrusions and it has been a nightmare. <laughs> like he is, he is a powerhouse on intrusions because it's like he can either crushing leap to him to the middle, yeah. right from a side, or he can just like do weird stuff where he can like portal strike get enough power crushing leap to the middle. You know what I mean? Yeah. From the side portal, stuff like that, that he just teleported to. I think intrusions is pretty strong. <laughs> and uh, now there's no damage. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that negates some of our advantages, but um, it's tough I to think say. it's something yeah. we yeah. could keep in mind. But uh, if you want to move on to roster building, I would be cool with cosmic and extremists as our, as our other two. And then we could, and I think there's just a lot of synergies. Um, the only thing I would say is it doesn't feel like any of these are like wonderful for Emma being the best. But at the same time, yeah. do it like I feel like Emma would obviously be great on Infinity Formula. Right, but a lot of people are yes. great on Infinity Formula. <laughs> yeah, no, Infinity Formula is definitely worth talking about and I'm sure it's going to be come up with Emma a lot. Uh makes a lot of sense, but at the same time, if you can get really good at these D shapes and stuff, I mean, Emma just might run stuff on wherever she's at right because there's not enough threats to deal with her because of the spread of the map so there, there's a there's pros and cons absolutely um i think those three are definitely worth looking at and of course having intrusions as a potential extra one what interests me about intrusions over cosmic invasion is it's the 19 versus the 16 threat 
once again, like you said, people don't like 16. So if we can do stuff at 16 that we're happy with, that's not really an issue. Yeah. And obviously the 19 puts us at that nice, like, Emma, yeah. Electra, Ulick, Hulk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. The 19 spot. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that would, that'd be a pretty nasty team on intrusions, but yeah, let's move on to characters. So we clearly have, we clearly have Emma, Electra and her ninjas and Ulick all locked at this point. But the list is pretty open now. We can go a lot of different directions. I still kind of want to keep Bill at the moment as a versatile four, but I could absolutely see the argument for Logan or Apex or one of our other fours in that spot. Uh, do you have any thoughts about just like another, just a standardized four that's not, you know, the Electra specialist thing we're doing here? I mean, all three of those are great. And so, like, even as I was trying to toss this idea around in my brain when you were asking the question, where I, like, my, I was like, maybe, like, I feel like we're building, like, there's a lot of shit that Logan's good at. Yeah, I know. But, act, like, there's a part of me that's like, can we just start with all three and then figure out if we have to cut one later? Like, <laughs> they're all really I mean, good. We could. The part that's starting to hurt is, like, and, you know, of course we know this. And I think you and I, we were talking about this in, like, your personal Discord, but it's like, I'm more comfortable running more fours now than I ever have mm-hmm. been before. And I think that's a place the community's getting to, but I think it's still uncomfortable for people to run a lot of fours. But I think in the nature of this list, if we're bringing Emma, Electra, and then we're talking about other fours, we're going to have a good chunk of fours, it seems like, inadvertently. Eh, let's just put them all in for now. Like, we'll probably have to drop one, but we can get to that when we get to that. Okay, so Bill, Logan, Sabretooth, Adam, and done. Okay, we need, I think, at least a couple of threes. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> We're at six characters with zero threes. Who who stands out to you? Well, you and I mentioned a couple that stand out to me, and I think, no surprises to the listener, but I think some of the ones that stand out that we talked about, Zemo. I, I think, we'll just put Zemo in. I just think Zemo okay. does kind of everything that we want. Okay. He, we, I mean, we can also... Do like there are there are situations where we could be playing and like choose not to do Ulick and like have the Electra give the hammer to Zemo and then let him yeah. charge <laughs> like you know mm-hmm. you know um that's not bad that that stuff is options for I think he just kind of does everything that we want to do the fours are gonna be so hard I want Medusa <laughs> too. This is so hard. I I really like Lizard still, even more so now, because we have things like Meteors and stuff, and I feel like he's really good. Just mobility and more tankiness. So I think Lizard is one I'm leaning heavily on at the moment. But, I mean, you've still got the list up, Charles. I mean, are there other threes outside of, like, Zemo and Lizard, these kind of all-rounders? Like, are there other threes that we're forgetting about that we talked about the first episode that are pretty important? Honestly, of all the threes that we initially talked about, like outside of Zemo is kind of, I think a lock. I am totally cool with lizard making the roster. The, the other one, and maybe this is weird, but I kind of like Valkyrie. Okay. We we put in a pay to flip, right? And so having some characters that could potentially be grabbing extracts and interacting and she, she threatens these midline points. She kind of does a little bit of everything that we want to do. I mean, maybe she has to get cut at some point, but Valkyrie would be the, the third three that stands out to me. Okay. Yeah, I'm all about it. I think we should go ahead and add in Hulk now to start seeing our numbers. Uh, keep that six threat we're talking about and. And what do you know? I think at the moment, we're right at 10 models already. Uh, we don't have a two threat yet, and we don't have a seven like we potentially talked yeah. about. 
I'm good with not doing the seven. Okay. I'm not that hyped about playing Thanos in this or Malekith. I think okay. we're ready to like yeah. put on the Ulic pain and we want to like lean that direction. Let's talk about two threats then. Like what, what are our thoughts now? We have a new direction with the roster. We have some, some secures and extracts we can look at. Is it still some of the ways we were leaning initially? You were kind of leaning a Koye. I was kind of leaning toad. We didn't even talk about some other two threats. I don't even think the other two threats, unless someone was listening to this and they wanted to go criminals, then yep. I think you think bullseye. Like if you want to dual affiliate this, then boom, go, go bullseye. Yeah. For us, and- I, I think I'm still on a Koye or toad. I think those are the two. Those are the two twos that I think stand out for me as the ones to play in this. I guess an interesting question now with comparing the two of them is like, do we need what they bring individually versus each other? Do we need the bodyguard? Do Um, we need Toad's mobility and his tongue with objectives? He seems pretty good early on in the game with the leadership. Snatch up some extracts. He gives us a little extra play for scrolls, right? I, I like any yeah. character that can grab one of those middle scrolls with one move. We're talking about the pros- possibility of scrolls, yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, but I mean, it's still, I just think it's going to be a popular extract, period. Agreed. Now, mind you, with that, we're talking about if we played on scrolls, we would pro- – like, if we got forced onto scrolls and we are playing at 20, I think we're doing Electro Ulic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And Definitely. so we're probably having the grunts do it. So maybe like Toad isn't as good in that situation because what we would want to do is have the have the grunt grab it and give it to Ulic. So that I that is I guess a slash against Toad, but I still I mean, it's almost superfluous to me. Like I would be fine with either one. I think both are just good. Yeah, I think so too. I, I really don't know. Um I'm leaning Toad just on the if we're going with these we, extra. We go, we're gonna put in a two, right? We know we're gonna play one of these. So we'll do a two threat, and it's one of those two, and we can decide later which. And a Toad is probably the safer pick, right? He's just always good. And while we're on this Skrulls topic, so the scroll can move you, right? So it's like, does our plan just evaporate with scrolls with the ninjas? Because if they get pulled, then they can't ninja vanish. Oh, you're right. Because ninja vanish is an action. Yeah, so. and they would probably, yeah, they're and they're probably getting pulled because they're rolling like one dice. So they only yeah. have like a 25% to not get pulled. Right. You are correct, sir. <laughs> Uh-oh. But I mean, that's okay because yeah. we're not playing scrolls, but obviously we're going to pull it against somebody else. But um, just something to think about. Something to think about. Okay. The only thing is we have no fives in this outside of Ulick. Sure. And yeah. maybe that's fine. Maybe we don't care about having the option of running another five. But if we want to run four wide at 18, okay. that would require another five. But I don't really want to I would run like another. to get another five in if we can, but I don't think it's necessary. Yeah. I think we're getting more flexibility with the threes and fours. But I would love to get – personally, I think there is validity to that, what you're talking about, the, the, the tall factor. And I would love to sneak – Supreme Strange or Red Skull in, personally. Especially if we're playing extremist consoles. My goodness, Red Skull <laughs> or extremist consoles is you'll make people want to quit the game. Yeah. It's it's some it's some scary shit. <laughs> so. But but yeah, I'm I, I'm not sure it. we're gonna have the room. I think I think we have to perceive as though we can't fit it in, and then maybe in real testing, you find one of the an extra four or something to cut, and then you play a second five. Well, it's time to cut a four, and we haven't even mentioned, uh, you know, Rhino didn't make the cut, and neither did Black Dwarf, but they're always potentially in the back of the mind. Well, and I, I kind of sort of put Medusa on my list, too, so I have, That's like, right. an extra four to cut. 
That's right. <laughs> it's yeah. not. Uh, it's a scary spot for me. And we didn't have room for the commandos, despite wanting to. Yeah, and that was like commandos and X twenty three were both kind of high on my high mm-hmm. on my debate. Um, Same. Yeah, and I whew, I would love to keep Hulk in, but there's a part of me that's like, am I willing to play this without Hulk? Like he's still like he's really good. He's the best character in the game. He is, but. Yeah. Maybe for the simplicity of testing this, where I just don't want to like put all my value in like what does Hulk do, and instead okay. play some of these other characters, and then just like at some point when I figure out which one I like least, then I put Hulk back in. Might I be a thing that, that I'm willing to do. That may not be like if you're going to play this in a tournament, maybe you just play Hulk. Power levels aside, I think Hulk has given us what we talked about in the first episode that that threat value and that. Yeah that priority, right. Uh, that we're just not going to get if we don't have him cause he's a sixth threat. Right. So that's, that's, yeah. that's the biggest part to me, but I think it's time to trim some force Charles before we get to tactics. Yeah. We got to trim at least one four. Yeah. So I think in the very least, man, it's tough. So if Electra and Emma Frost are staying yeah, and you still got an extra bonus of Medusa on yours, that still would leave us with Bill Logan and Sabretooth. Apex Sabretooth. So, I mean, all three of these guys, similarities, differences. So it's not going to be, it's going to be a painful cut, but it's also like, it's not hurting us in our roster, right? Like, Okay. It's going to hurt me to say this because this was my auto include in the prior episode, there but I think it's Apex. <laughs> right? I think you're right. I think before we got to the Electra Ulic plan, I felt I'm sorry like I've guided us this guided us down this direction. You you have chosen pain for me, Jesse. I've chosen yeah. You're Bill lucky you're Ulic so over. pretty. Um <laughs> But I mean I in my initial thinking, I was like, uh-huh. oh, you know, maybe we're gonna play this like Apex every game plan that sure, like yeah, and yeah. play paranoia and I think in a in a non before we hit the Electra Ulic thing I think all of my initial thoughts were Apex. But for this Electra Ulic plan, I'm willing to concede that I think Apex has to go. And I, th- I think I would rather have Logan. Yeah, I think Logan and Bill in particular, just they fit better what we're going to need them to do now. You know, they're, they're going to need to be like a solo flanker type character, like just picking up extracts, scooping them up and kind of holding their own while the rest of the team's blowing stuff up on the other side of the map. You know? Okay, well, so I'm I'm willing, let's just go with... We assume that we're going to play Toad, because Toad's just really good. Okay. We cut Apex, and then I will have my Medusa just kind of be like sharing a slot with Hulk. Where That sounds good. Okay. Where I can go, if I just want to play this in the local game store and not be depending on Hulk, okay. then I can play Medusa in that slot. And then maybe if I do it in a tournament, I can drop Medusa and play Hulk, and I will, I will just presume, I will move on according to that. Now, is there a world in the future where we get through testing? Because we only have three three threats. That's okay. Yeah. But it's like, is there a world in testing going forward where we maybe Bill or something gets or Logan gets cut for another three threat? Like, do you think we'll get to that point where that needs to happen, or can Zemo, Lizard, and Valkyrie just pull all the three threat weight? Dude, that's three great three threats. Yeah, it is. Like and <laughs> like blind two- picks, you can yeah. just grab them. Right. And like Zemo and Lizard also have the speed, right? Yeah. They, so they like, they double, they double dip. The Toad does that. Bill does that. We, you know, we're, we're not short on speed characters either. Like we have a little bit of everything. So I'm, I think for a, just like a mix of solid threes, like 
it doesn't it doesn't get that much better than that. And maybe someone who's listening no. is not sold on Val because they just like haven't played her since the nerf or something. But you know, she she could be something else if if the if you start playing it and you need some coverage in something. I don't think she's critical. Yeah, I mean, this could she be X twenty three? Yeah, I mean, I think she could in the in the right situation. Yeah. With if X twenty three starts like hitting the conversation, that's like that means I want to run no matter the cost more often because I want her to be able to like threaten that midline right away. Um, but I like that Velk does that without a without a tactics card and yeah, she does frees up some frees up some flexibility. But man, I do love healing. So yeah, and we're 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 getting a lot of healing. It's it's pretty cool with yeah. our crises, our leadership, and some things we're doing. Okay. So tactics it's cards? time to move on to tactics. Yeah, let's do it. Well, my Hellfire Club. I know that might yeah. be a spicy pick, but <laughs> I think that's in our 10. It's in our 10. And it's something that's I'm glad you brought it up now because this will frame our discussion going forward. It, it It is taking one of our slots. You know, this is a Corvus Black Order leadership situation. So we've got to keep that in mind when we're choosing our next, you know, t- nine cards where it's like there's just certain things that aren't, that aren't going to work. That all fit in your hand, you know. So, yeah. um, but yeah, my Hellfire Club, great start. I think it'd be pretty simple, Charles, if you just want to jump right into restricted cards. Well, let's let's knock out a few before we get to restricted cards. Okay, I think Rock Control goes on the list. I like this. A lot of local players have been playing Ulick against me to great success. They've been doing awesome stuff with him, and I've actually seen a lot of them not play this card. So, in our list, obviously, it's a little bit different situation because our access to power. But I also could see this being a card that gets cut in the future, potentially because of that, us only having four cards thing every game. It would be kind of cool if we if we ever worked in commandos. So there's the potential of the commandos. Like, say someone puts us on demons, right? Mm-hmm. The option to, like, commandos walk forward, shoot the person on the middle demon or the middle gamma, and then move Ulik forward and then at right. the end of that activation we hand out power and put Ulik on three like that would be cool that would be cool and so like just to have other ways like without Electra to put Ulik into position yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna backtrack us for just a second okay I I discounted your pick of lockjaw pretty early right 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 well it was the lockjaw or or Heimdall right one of them for sure yeah one of the yeah. things I potentially like about Lockjaw would be that we would have another way to put Ulik. Like, can you imagine in this roster? Like, <laughs> it's getting crazy. Like, if we play on an Infinity Formula or something, uh-huh. right? Where you're just like, okay, Lockjaw teleports Ulik forward. So now he's on an Infinity Formula or Mutant Madmen before activating. And then Lockjaw walks onto the point. So you still have someone controlling the point. And now, now Ulik's threatening to rocket, like not rock control. Well, like you could rock control, but like yeah. just crushing leap onto their, <laughs> onto their <laughs> infinity formula and double attack them. That's scary shit. Yeah, if we really want to make this like a Ulik's the star of the show, I oh, man, okay, I'm, I'm gonna, not sure. I I'm just gonna put Lockjaw as a question mark as a like. Does he replace Valkyrie? Because that. People love Infinity for- Infinity Formula Mutant Madness. Two are the more popular secures. Absolutely, and yeah. That's some scare, and it and it just works on demons and gammas too. Yeah, uh, yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. I mean, 
<laughs> I think there's it, there's options. It, it, yeah. This leadership's insanity, you know. I mean, because let's, let's also not forget that Heimdall's guarding the Bifrost is range four, right? So it's like if you want to do things, make Heimdall happen. can't do it round one though. Yeah, the, you'd have to do some things. You have to pass him yeah. the ninja. The ninjas would have to give him something or something. Oh right? yeah, I guess you could. But then you could guardian the Bifrost. We <laughs> <laughs> look up. <laughs> you know, I'm just uh, saying. Man, this is. Okay, I don't know if we're getting too clever for ourselves. It's a little, it's a little clever. Now, or, and I say it's range four. It's a character within range four. Yeah, but, up two. Uh, but then you got rerolls set up and stuff. But yeah, man. I think Lockjaw or Heimdall could fit. I'm more interested in Heimdall just because I think as the game goes on, if it goes yeah. more rounds, I feel like Heimdall could be a force in this team with his leadership because he's always starved for power. You know, um, Lockjaw never starved for power. Uh, playing him right. So either one, I think. Yeah, but I think I think Valkyrie's the auto plug and play at the moment. I think the jank listeners are like <laughs> ready for yeah. Lockjaw Hellfire Town. Like, yeah, I dude, mean, I've been I've been seriously considering doing a uh, a mod on my Lockjaw where I just straight cut that boy in half and have him hopping out of a portal. Yeah, and now with awesome. Hellfire Club, right? Like, it's like a Hellfire portal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah I do. <laughs> <laughs> like, the oh, good man. boy has come to, like, he's in the club. Or he's coming from, like, an icy, like, a snowy place. Like, he, like, teleported to the place from, you know, Emma's domain of some sort. But, yeah. Oh, I could do the second half of the base, like, snow or something. And then, like, yeah. he hops through the portal and, like, that side of the, oh, oh. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Oh, getting Jesus. very excited! Yeah, it's turned into a hobby episode now. I love it. Um, so I think Lockjaw is definitely okay a potential because I think last minute save is very cool in this list too. I mean, a quasi field dressing um, possibility is neat. All right, back to the cards. Rock controls yep. in, exceptional yep. healing in. Right, absolutely. Yeah, let's 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 get something a cool discussion going now while we're here. Emma's card, mind transfer. Do we want this? Do we have room for it? What are your thoughts on this card, Charles? I actually haven't heard your thoughts on this yet on your feed or anything. I don't um, know what to think of this card. I think it's, it's pretty I think awesome. It feels it, really powerful if you can pull yeah. it off in the right situation. My instinct is is that that's not going to come up very often. Yeah, I think it's. I definitely think it's a card in your ten that is. It's just coming out at certain times, right? It's not coming out that often, but when it comes out. I think the threat of it is very real. It's like, oh, I'm playing a a, a player yeah. with She-Hulk. I'm playing a player with Thanos. This is in my hand all game. Like anytime they go with a low threat character, I'm going to potentially mess them up. I think we have room because I think there's situations if you're playing on Gamma or Demons and someone forces you onto those, then that card, if we... Yeah. And I, I, my initial thought is that we're not super tight on cards. No, that, that's exactly where I'm at too. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, wh- what was the name of it again? Mind transfer. Mind transfer. I'm okay with it going on at least to start things off. Now we've had restraint, Charles. We we've been talking all this stuff that's um wild on this episode. On both these episodes, you know, we've gone some wild paths. And I did mention Deadpool a long time ago, and I don't want to get back to that per se, but it is interesting that Deadpool can have the chimichanga and that does weird stuff with this leadership too. And I know that that definitely works, right? Because you start yeah. the game with the chimichanga, right? More extracts on the table, but I, I regret not mentioning that in the first episode, so I'll mention it now while we're here. I'm sure there's some Deadpool fans out there um, that will probably want to try Deadpool in this list. And I think you have room in your 10 for the chimichanga to enable the leadership more around one because you will have the chimichanga with Deadpool. Yeah. So, something um, 
you know, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something out here just because I want to say it. <laughs> I don't think we should do it, but <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I just I I have to mention it now that you made me think about it. I've constantly thought about other affiliations that could run Doc Ock and Green Goblin better than foes. Yeah, and I think Emma could be that. Okay, right? because you guarantee that they could have it online top of two. It's pretty scary, yeah. And you're not making any, like, they're playing in affiliated slots. And both of those characters like the leadership. I mean, that's not what we're doing. I'm not right. saying we should change to that, but I think that's an interesting direction that uh, that Emma could yeah. go that it hadn't really occurred to me until this moment. Yeah, some foes players could throw Emma in and find a slot, right, for her leadership and things could happen. You know, they could, they could, they could move their list around a little bit for sure and make that happen. Okay, well, let's talk Restricted. I'm ready. I think we still need Brace. Yeah, uh, Brace is not included. <laughs> yeah, I think, especially since we're running Emma, like, I know that she, I guess she she has the ability to Brace anyway, so maybe yeah. we're a little jumping the gun, but I still yeah, want Brace. We got Ulick, he's a big, he's a big yeah. one. I mean, he's not too big, but I mean. Then the second one becomes, I mean, this is a classic discussion, not anything super special. Um, yeah. I'm leaning, sacrifice your patch up. Yeah, and I'm actually leaning patch up because I I want to I want to lean into more of our strengths and we're we're already kind of abusing the opponent with healing yeah. in, in different ways. I like and Ulk's got a massive health pool too. And you already mentioned in that first episode, Charles, but that sort of scenario where it's like you do a bunch of stuff to a high threat character, you get him so close, and Ulk's a good example of this. The opponent does this to our Ulk, and then we just heal him up, you know, and then it feels like they just wasted a turn. Yep. Okay, let's talk a couple other easy things then. We're running Hulk. I'd like to run Recalibration <laughs> Matrix. I'm not against it. Um, I also think it's pretty cool for like, it could help us out too on some of our our attacks, you know? Yeah. If something just goes horribly wrong. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a probably, f- I have. I don't actually have a game with Uli, so, but I feel like he's probably one mid-game that could totally play that card. So Definitely. I like I like recalibration matrix. Uh, uh, we've already mentioned it. We should mention it again and probably find space for it. Is no matter the cost. Well, if we're not running X twenty three, it's true. I don't actually think no matter the. I guess we still have the- Logan and occasionally Ulick. I mean, you haven't played. You haven't played Ulick yet. And I don't know if you played against him, but having Shatter Mountains on command. I don't know. Yeah. I, I've just seen Shatter Mountain do so much at this point. It's a, it's like a 38% chance it's going to happen, the Doctor Strange trigger, the activation yeah. token. But that's very high. <laughs> and you add like a reroll into that, like a Zemo. I don't know. Sometimes no matter the cost might be necessary for that. But I mean, what do you think about just using a Logan or or even, you know, I don't know, something like uh, Valkyrie? Just well, I mean, I, I suppose the plus side is, is that we could always use it to conserve a power Right. That we're just going to heal back with the leadership anyway. Yeah, yeah. Is always theoretically a thing for this roster in a way that it's not for other rosters. And maybe putting Electra's spender online right. might also just be worth it. And we're not short on slots. so Or like Bill's God Hunter, right? Like yeah. here he gets the throw after and it's like, oh, but then Bill just heals something back at the end. Okay, you know? face me. That's another one that's on my radar for this. It's generally a good card for Hulk. I feel like it could be a very good card for Ulick. I'm not um, against it, yeah. Um uh it's not even awful with like lizard as a potential like lizard play, like and we have the slots. Are you are you cool with that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. So we're at 8 9. Yeah, we're at 9 cards. 
I guess worth mentioning. I don't think there's any name character cards we're missing out on. Yeah. At this moment. Uh, we? we did not mention, um, gotta get some air. Right. And we, and obviously we didn't mention like monkey brain either, but it's like, yeah, I think gotta get some air. It's fine. I think it obviously gets worse when we only have four card slots. I've been playing Logan a lot. And so have you trials and I've been having a hard time finding space for that card in a normal five card suite. So Same. my gut is with hellfire with four cards seems less likely. I think it's a good card, but it is one that in most games where I was bringing it as much as I could imagine a lot of situations where I would play it. I just didn't actually play it very often. Makes perfect sense. Is there any sort of card that we want to help us with these crises? Is there a card like eyes on the prize or something we want to help us get a, a an extract more safely or something, or is there anything like that? I'm not opposed to being the, the last card. The one thing I was thinking is you, you mentioned monkey brain is lizard home. Yeah. The card costs three. This is a list that could play it easier than most other rosters, right? Yeah. No, it's a good card. Yeah. Right. And we all agree. I don't think anyone doesn't think that it's a good card. Yeah. We have the ability to basically always have it online after round one. That's pretty good. I don't know how long, how much it makes the list. And I feel like it is competing for this 10th slot with mission objective and eyes on the prize, which are both very good cards. And we haven't talked about fallback either yet. Well, problem with fallback is that fallback has some anti-synergy with the leadership. Yeah, it does. So I'm okay with not immediately going that direction. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I mean, I feel like the real conversation is monkey brain, mission objective, eyes on the prize. Ooh. Um, my, my initial gut tells me maybe mission objective just to keep our extracts yeah. and keep that leadership, you know? Yeah. And we have the ability to like kind of always create mission objective, right? Like we have yeah. more ability to just like, boom, like give people power, put it online. Um, and mission objective does also create center situations where we could mission objective to someone to set up to like give, like have someone pick up an objective, mission objective it to someone else, and then leadership to like give that person a key power as well. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. Once again, the mental load. It's getting high. <laughs> yes. But this is what we love. Like this is yeah. such a, this is such a, you know, uh, uh, an ominous finest sort of. <laughs> <laughs> it okay. is. I'm fine with mission objective being the last slot. Yeah, and you can just keep that in mind, listener at home. Like, yeah, because I'm working I think, for you. Swap one of the loans. I'm still a little meh on mind transfer, so I could yeah, easily see me same. dropping mind transfer for monkey brain or for eyes on the prize. Yeah. Um, and I think both, no matter the cost and face me, are both very flexible cards for this list that could also be Monkey Brain or Fallback or uh, Eyes on the Prize. Definitely. Yeah. Man. So, okay. Well, we basically, we kind of have a roster here. Do you want to do a, do you want to do a read through of what we've built so far for the listener? Yeah, absolutely. So we got Emma Frost as our leader. Then we have Electra and her ninjas, Beta Ray Bill, Ulick. Logan, the Wolverine, Baron Zemo, Lizard, Valkyrie, Hulk, and Toad, rounding out our 10th slot. Our tactics cards are My Hellfire Club, Rock Control, Exceptional Healing, Mind Transfer, Brace for Impact, Patch Up, Recalibration Matrix, No Matter the Cost, Face Me, and Mission Objective. And then our secures are Deadly Meteors, Mutate Civilians, Riot Spark of Extremis, Cosmic Invasion, Black Order Descends Upon the Earth. Then we have the extracts of 
Figure Up the World is Worthy Terrorized Cities, of course, Hammers, and then we have Struggle for the Cube and Montessi Formula Found. Are you feeling good about these threats, Charles? We're, we're, we're sitting at uh, 17, 17, 16? 16, 16, 17, 17, 18, 18, <laughs> right? We're... We're two 16s, two 17s, two 18s. One 16, right? Or what am I missing one? Oh, no, you're right. Because Cosmic is our only 16. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's one 16, three 17s, two 18s. Get ready for 18. Yeah, I guess is what I'm hearing. Is what uh, I'm hearing. I mean, I'm fine with this. Yeah, and I think the intrusions discussion is still open for debate. We could, we could swap out Black Order for that in the future. How, what are your thoughts on, like, what's the plan on these D shapes, you think? The only thing that could be in some consideration is uh, like Montessi versus spiders. Okay. You know, yeah. The the spiders gives us two that are like our ninjas could hand it off to Ulick on like a, a a wider spread situation, but that's really in the most most of the time that's something that's significant if our opponent is playing a D or a C, right? Okay. Yeah. Which I don't also don't feel super common. Yes. Whereas it might be better because like the having spiders might be a little bit harder to hand it off to Ulick if someone is playing yeah. like an E on us, right? Right. And eh, I think it still probably works, but yeah. Like just slightly more complicated. And is our plan every time too, are we grabbing like the middle of the five, like I say the five, the, of course, the cubes and the spiders, if we go to the spider right, or the middle Montessi. We're grabbing that with our durable character, right? And then we're grabbing one of the, our safer ones, throwing it to Ulick. Because keep in mind, you know, the ninja, the ninja vanish is an action, right? So yeah. that's the route we need to go with the Ulick ones, is we need to grab one of our side ones. You for know, Ulick. since we have hammers, I kind of want to work in eyes on the prize. Now that we're kind of backing up a step. Yeah. Because... I Bill. see the way that I'm playing this is that I may choose extracts with priority. Okay. And that leads me to think that I would like to have eyes on the prize bill as a potential hammer play. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, like I, I really like the way that could go. I kind of want to put in eyes on the prize somewhere because I see my first activation being maybe bill grabs a hammer Yep. Side um, wait, does the does that math even work out? Like, what's if I'm if we're playing seventeen, we can run Bill. If we play at eighteen, and if we choose priority, like we don't get that choice. Bill only works in that situation if we're playing it at seventeen or nineteen or twenty. Hmm. Yeah. Which is a fair amount, but also honorable mention of like if we go this more the eyes on the prize route. I mean. That's another point in the Supreme Strange or Red Skull camp, right? Because they can definitely safely grab something with their medium move base, with their three power they can get on their turn, you know, um, grab one. That's a fair point. So I've actually used Red Skull with great success with eyes on the prize on shapes like, like a good example, like extremists and hammers, right? (laughs) Or something like that, where it's like, uh, he's just, he's getting it and he's good. Um, Strange, same way. So that's another kind of point in their camp. I think Eyes on the Prize is definitely the route we need to lean. But you're saying that Bill is only going to happen to a certain threat? We can play him on Hammers if we are not playing 18, which is kind of weird, is just the point that I'm making. Yeah, because we we're can't... downgrading 
We're going down to 17 or something. We would have to play 17, 19, or 20 to have threat levels where if we're playing Emma, Ulick, and Electra. Gotcha. But, I mean, that's... It also makes me wonder about fallback because it means that we have a crisis that we could end up playing a fair amount that we might end up in a situation where, like, Lizard is grabbing a hammer or something. Yeah, yeah. Right? And where we just want him to, like, live and then maybe fall back with it. Um, yeah, nothing wrong with that. So, okay. Just – there's probably probably some – I mean, there's a, we've already mentioned that there's a few card slots here that yeah, are, we have. that are flexible. And so, we don't have to go into exactly which ones we drop. But I think for the listener – I think there's a very, very potential reason that maybe some of those more flexible cards, if there was, if you were listening to the app and you were just like, hey, uh, I'm not <laughs> on board for mind transfer, then. Yeah, sure. Fall back and eyes in the prize. I think I kind of actually want to work in now. And I think that's the safer play for sure. But I think yeah. in, in, in the effort to learning Emma, especially at the front, yeah. I think a mind transfer being your 10 is very commendable and probably recommended and just learning what it can do and if it's worth it and you're 10, you know, as sort of that flex piece when the enemy team has a big threat character that you're just willing to put that pressure on to them, you know, just have that in your hand. So I think for me, I, I'm not, su- I don't feel like no matter the cost or face me or critical. Yeah. So I think maybe for me, if I were to bust this out right away, I think maybe I would actually play file back and uh, eyes on the prize in those slots and then keep mind transfer in just in case I wanted to like test it out because it's new and shiny. An Emma E. Yeah, and it's an Emma solo card. Yeah, so. Okay. Yeah, I'm fully on board with that. I, I Fall back to me just seems like one of the safest plays, and Eyes on the yeah. Prize just seems strong with our team and our format, especially if we're wanting to try to kind of get an extract lead and then focus our below potential, our attrition, you know, on the enemies um, after we already have the extract lead or something like that. So I am... All about it. Now, something we should discuss while we're here, Charles, at the end of the episode. Some of these characters we've mentioned where they come out, some we haven't, and some we haven't even mentioned, like, how we're going to play them. So yeah. I want to ask a question of you. What, how are we going to play Electra after round one? Like, what are your thoughts round two onwards with Electra? Well, I think in a lot of ways, you kind of want to make her a target. Yeah. Right? I think that's how yep. you make her valuable because she she does hit reasonably hard and so i kind of want i potentially want to re-roll around her you know the the five dice mystic i think she she hunts key targets right where you, you want to set up a situation she walks once and then does her five dice mystic into someone gets one power places next to them is on yep. the point right i think that's that's the key plan and then you just you keep putting on pressure and and I think a lot of times she's hunting the weaker targets. She's hunting Definitely. the enemy twos and threes and kind of like picking them off and or softening up someone that then makes them more worried about Ulick. Yep. And I, I played her in the past and I actually have had success doing that very much that thing. But it is interesting that we've got this like dual threat of her attacking low threat characters and then we got Ulick who can kind of just get where he wants and do what he wants aggressive wise yeah. and Emma's in the back we haven't talked about Emma yet and how we're going to play her and I think a lot of this is just going to be learning curve because we just don't frankly know none of us know but I mean her attacks her strike is range four right and that's pretty good that's pretty interesting um, and I think she wants to be at a spot where she can obviously double strike if she wants right so where are we going to be putting Emma on the battlefield is it going to be 
kind of between our mid our midpoint and our side point and and she's kind of providing some support or or what are we going to do with her so it's weird obviously we don't want to lose the leadership right so you don't want her too exposed but she kind of also likes power on the same (laughs) yeah uh the same side of things well, just her diamond form is very consistent too, right? Right. Even if she gets in a bad spot where she gets forced on diamond form, which is clearly weaker than her regular form, she will be tankier. I feel like we might do diamond form more than the average roster would. I gotcha. Yep. Right? Because we're kind of wanting her survivable and utilizing the leadership. And I, I could I could easily see her being in a situation where we're not like totally gung-ho on like getting a lot of attacks out of her that she might want to be right. survival. Now we don't really want her grabbing extracts though, because we kind of want someone else holding the extract that it's easier to heal. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think she's going to, she is going to be a little, like a little hard to learn, which I think is fine. Yeah. Yeah. She, I don't know exactly what we want to do with her. I think it's yeah. about keeping her alive, keeping the leadership active, and finding interesting ways for her to contribute. And maybe, you know, she can, like, help pick off characters that are getting low health that are now bodyguarded, right? Where you're just like, oh, well, she's going to, like, you know, shoot this mystic attack at somebody, and now you can't uh, bodyguard. And yeah, and so she she might just, like, help support the team like that, where she kind of finishes people yeah. off sometimes. Like a scalpel piece, Yeah, yeah. But I think it's it's very much going to be like keep her safe for the most part. But I I could certainly see us being a little bit more defensive with her than we have in other builds. Absolutely. And I guess another tough part in question to conquer is we'll be choosing Logan over Bill in some scenarios, right? And is that the Deadly Meteors scenario and things like that? I mean, both Bill and like could probably fit both. I mean, I think there's there's certainly situations where if we don't get the right extracts, I think we could switch to something that's like, say we're playing Meteors and we end up playing Emma, Bill, Logan is 12, right? And then yeah. we play like Lizard and Toad. Yeah. Just like right? value. Yeah. Yeah. And then we switch to like super value plan in that case. Kind of defensive play. Like just yeah. be tanky and... Yeah. And I, I, I think that's... Uh, that's totally reasonable and so that's kind of like some of the non-ulic plans yeah definitely which is going to be a lot depending on of course did we get our extracts did we get the threat we wanted to get the ninjas out and all that yeah. so all, all good questions i just think those are the characters we hadn't really covered yet i mean we talked about logan in the first episode but we just didn't really talk about when we're going to be playing him obviously he's an amazing piece on pay to flips in general so if we get put on pay to flips and uh, meteors in particular because in our list i think he's a good piece to come out and uh i think lizard and zemo will be interchangeable too but i mean there's times i could see us running both of them too uh depending on what the map is well and i think even on meteors right is like keep in mind that uh electra still conserves us some power okay where she could have you know she could do something like hand off an extract to valkyrie right and then valkyrie gets a third power before she even activates and so she could either walk up and throw someone off the point, or she could charge and guarantee she has a point to interact as yep. a later yep. activation, right? Like, there's other things we could do besides just passing off the extract to Ulick. Yeah, it's a very interesting leadership <laughs> for that reason, so. Yeah. 
Man, this is super interesting. This was not the direction I thought we were going to go, Jeff. Same. Yeah, I thought we were going to kind of go more the uh, what we just described the situation, the yeah. things you get put on, right? And you kind of go more value and yeah, standardize like, oh, them. You know, you know, start with like uh, you know Apex and Lizard every game with Emma. You know, <laughs> yeah, nothing there was, wrong with that either. Yeah, I think that's gonna yeah, be a strong list too. I think there were, there were certainly some kind of basic builds that we could have defaulted to, but this is interesting. Like. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. It's fun. It's got a lot of new models, um, some incredible sculpts in this lineup, honestly, and like not a bad sculpt in this lineup uh, we got, which is very cool. I think that's uh, it's a high point for it, too, for me. And um, yeah, I'm super excited to get this to the table and just figure all this out and figure out, like you said, it's just gonna be a, an exercise in learning in itself, just learning how to play Emma. If, you, if she had no leadership at all, just playing her. <laughs> And and then now this leadership is very complex, and we're adding a whole Ulic grunt passing extract mechanic on top of it, too. I'm, I'm all about it. I'm a little sad we didn't include anything where you can kind of, like, throw during Emma's activation, right? Like, you know, none of the, like, uh, Juggernaut does Do You Know Who I Am That's during true. her activation, so you can't brace. We didn't, we didn't do any of that. Pem particles, you know, if we brought yeah. Wasp or something, yeah. So, yeah, we didn't do any of that, but it seems like we're just kind of... Like we're we're winning the game through points, and on top of that, we're putting pressure with things like Ulic and Electra on top of just like winning the game the standard ways. And I I think that's pretty fun. I think that's the type of attrition I like. You know, where it's like yeah. it's you're still playing the game normally, and then you're putting pressure with your attrition. And I think that's a little bit more interesting. Yeah, and I think for the listener who who may be going like, is this just like too janky? Right? Sure. I mean, and I think the core thing is, is that Ulic is still a strong character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Emma, we don't know yet. She's a big question mark, but I have a hard time thinking that a character with Shapeshifter is anything but good. Yeah, yeah. And Electra is kind of, are you willing to play a medium quality three threat to bring in a grunt? Four threat. Yeah. Okay. No, but I mean, like, she yeah, plays like a medium three threat, and you're paying four for to bring in a grunt. 100%. And I think there are some situations where maybe you play Electra and you just like have the grunt keep a Montessi formula safe. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That makes a lot of sense. And then obviously listeners could like swap her for Daredevil and then like swap yeah. Toad for Bullseye. Yeah, it's just And then, you know, do like one or two other swaps, right? Like Logan could be Rhino and then one of the threes could be Hood or something. <laughs> and suddenly simple. you're like, yeah. you've got a, you've got a criminal's swap and you drop you know you drop a couple of cards for criminals cards and like then you have this really interesting multi-threat roster dude this is exciting it is exciting yeah and also don't forget to rock control it's like juggernaut's card it could be played at any time right so like you could just use rock control too to surprise your opponent you know like just mm. like oh at the end of a round I'm, I'm i go with emma last and i rock control look on top of the researcher or whatever you know so things like that. So keep in mind, there's actually is some synergy with the leadership with that as well, because your opponent might say, oh, Luke doesn't have a power for rock control or, or I'm safe or whatever. And you do some stuff with leadership and, you know, not the case anymore. You could, you know, at the end of the activation, yep. like if it's Emma, like at the end of Emma's activation, you give her – you give them a power, or if you're playing it while it's still during Emma's location, you can drop him into a spot where someone can't do – because it's Emma's activation, you rock control him in, and they can't booby traps or exactly. trick or treat and stuff on him if that were something that was worrying you in that moment. Exactly. Yeah. 
lot of guardians right now. So a lot of booby traps out there <laughs> and foes out there too. So yeah, I think it's really cool. And, um, nice man. Yeah. This is interesting. Like we, we come up with some weird shit. Like That's I'm not good. sure any of our rosters ever feel normal. That's a good thing though. That's a good thing. Yeah. Cause yeah, I think in the very least rosters like this can help you learn just what these characters can do. Right. And then it's like, you can refine the roster. You can refine hellfire in a different way, but it's like, Oh wow. I, I spent some time with Ulick and I learned a lot about him. Right. Or like, that's maybe like the worst takeaway from this. Right. But the best takeaway is this really works. Uh, we find a spot for Electra in the game, <laughs> which, which is very exciting because, uh, she's been maligned for a long time or this just evolves into something else in the future. Like, you know, just a, a more standardized, you know, solid hellfire. That's just a little bit simpler and, basic and that's okay too yeah and maybe you try this out and you're just like ah oh, man the electro ulic thing is just not something that i do enough like the rest of the roster still works yeah it does. so you could drop them and work in work in some other things and i think that would that still be cool but um yeah this is why i did not think about this that much in advance <laughs> because yeah. we we went a weird direction which i'm which i'm down with and it gives me an excuse to paint electra and perfect yeah so i'm all about it yeah. And when I get to play more, like, I finally get to dive into Bill because I've been looking for some Dude, ways to so get So good. Him. Yeah. And I just feel like, I feel like he really genuinely fits this team really well in a lot of interesting ways. The leadership, at least. He's just, he's just solid. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just so good. Okay. Well, I think this is as good a spot to any is to it wrap is. up wrap up this episode jesse i know this is this is a collaboration you have a huge crew of people that kind of make all of fury's finest possible for you why don't you use this moment to thank those wonderful nerds of course we can take this time to thank all of our wonderful patrons at, at patreon.com slash fury's finest and of course like they make the show happen we've got people like the avenger level producers like, oh, I don't know. Charles here now is a Avenger level <laughs> producer. And you and I inadvertently doing this episode, we beat me and Chris to the punch of announcing you're an Avenger, but that'll come on the next episode with me and Chris. But, you know, just okay. got to think. I'm those- looking forward to hearing it. Like, there's a part of me that's like, <laughs> I want to hear Jesse and Chris talk about me being an Avengers level producer for Fury's Finest. So I'm. I'm still looking forward to that. Uh, well, we really greatly appreciate it. And yeah, that, that's coming, Charles. You get your own episode. But of course, we got to take this time to thank all our Avenger producers. Rusty, Dylan, that's Dr. D, Rich, Jason, Puyon, and of course, Charles. And we would not be able to do the show without our patrons. And for every month for us, like to keep the show going afloat, we put a lot of like time production and work and stuff into the show. And a lot of us, because you guys are supporting us, you know, so it really means a lot to us. Charles, you should shout out your patrons because I know they're a huge factor of Omnis protocol. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. I, I don't go, and I'm not like calling you out on the fact that you do it every episode. I try not to like over advertise mine, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. I, I try to like on select occasions because it it 100 is often my patrons that like keep me going in that hard week right yes like, yes like i i don't like the necessarily like oh you keep the lights on like i'd probably be doing this anyway but there are weeks where i'm just like man do i have the energy for this do i have the mental capacity to like bug guests and harass jesse to record with me and <laughs> And often it's the, the patrons just like talking with me via Discord. And it's like that random patron who's yes. like messaged me during the week and just been like, man, that last episode was so great. And I feel so inspired. <laughs> and like talking <laughs> so with great. that person 
right, is is what pushes me the next week, right? And I think you get that where it's it's often those 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 listeners and those patrons that like go the extra mile. And um, I was talking about it on the Danger Room Discord recently as well, where you know a lot a lot of time it's the people saying the negative stuff who are more commonly there to speak out, who disagree with you, who caught a mistake that you made, mm. right? Like like that want to point it out, and then. It's those people that just message you and are just like, man, that episode was great. Like, thanks, man. Like, that made my week. And you're just like, yeah. this is why I do this. Yeah, and it's a lot of work. I mean, honestly, it's a part-time job. And so to keep it going, you know, um, like you said, when you have those off weeks is, you know, you guys help us do that. So I, I agree with all that, Charles. And yeah, all the positive, all the negative keeps us going. And uh, I love doing what I do. And I just try to improve every episode. So how do you improve? Because you're basically perfect, Jesse. Well, like, what's, what's that like trying to improve beyond perfect? That's not true. <laughs> Can only get better, Charles. Can only get better. But yeah, we we certainly have done a lot of episodes at this point, and we definitely have improved. And a lot of it's um, just you guys listening. You know, just knowing you're there, keeping the quality going. Uh, uh, me as a host and me as a producer. You know, those are two things I take very seriously. And uh, I think all my free time, firstly, goes to the podcast, and after the podcast, it goes to playing, which obviously invigorates me to be talk more on the podcast it's like this cool cycle you know and um it all is contingent on working with each other so you guys help us do that so charles where can everyone find you and your show you can find me at the omnis on twitter you can find me um i am just omnis protocol on all of the major platforms feel free to listen and check into my other stuff and i drag jesse on we we did do something where it was uh, a different episode on my feed and a different episode on your feed. And we'll have to do another one of those. Yeah. We've done some of those this yeah. year. Come up, come up with another, co- another cool topic. But I also just appreciate all my guests, right? Like being able to have the opportunity to record with Jesse and record with everyone. And like, I love Danny, like my, my primary co-host that helps me do some, some really key topics, but it's, it's just great that there's a lot of members of the community who are, who are willing to contribute. And you're just making me feel very gushy, Jesse. <laughs> Very good. I mean, it's keeping us going, Charles. It's great. Uh, you and I have, these have been fun episodes to do. And of course, the bonus content has been fun too. So we got a great community that surrounds us in this game. It's absolutely astonishing. You guys just keep us doing what we do. So, I mean, there's nothing more we can do, but thank you. Of course, you can find us everywhere online, Fury's Finest, all the appropriate places, Twitter at Fury's Finest Cast, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitch at Fury's Finest. Subbing on your podcast platform of choice really helps me and Charles both out. If you find a place, you know, you want to sub to us, like uh, Spotify, like Charles mentioned, that really helps us out. And we appreciate all the listens. 100%. And let's just close things out by saying the most OP thing that you can do is bust out my hellfire club or jesse's hellfire club or omnis's hellfire (laughs) club and tell us how this went for you because we genuinely would love to hear how it went absolutely yeah so thanks for listening true believers later nerds the world has gotten even stranger than you already know at this point i doubt anything would surprise me 10 bucks says you're wrong 